Welcome to Shaken and Stirred. It's a James Bond rewatch podcast for diehard double O's and franchise first timers alike. My name is Evan Atkinson, and I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Alex Doherty. Alex, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> We're, I've heard it somebody ask you how you are. Yeah, no, I've, it's been a tough one, honestly. Let's. So I, when I was at therapy this week, what, we have another <laughs> special guest, Brad Shields. That's right. I'm Evan Atkinson's therapist. That's true. <laughs> We're, I'm his emotional support animal today. These, these movies have gotten me in such a state that I've started having to bring actual psychiatric help along in order to watch them because my ideas of masculinity have been so warped and challenged by Sean Connery and his hijinks. Truly. Today we're watching Diamonds Are Forever, which is a movie I have seen a couple times. I did try to show this to you. You did fall asleep. Hello. <laughs> so I would say you've seen maybe a third of this. Whoa. I finished it. You Whoa. fell asleep and I was like, I'm not waking her up. I'm riding this one. Brad, have you seen Diamonds Are Forever? 60% odds. Okay. That's good. So what we do at the top of the podcast, because usually I've seen or at least I have an idea of a movie, Alex has no concept of what's going to happen. We guess what the movie is going to be about in the vaguest of terms. So. Or really hyper specific. Or, yeah, or we just <laughs> take big shots. And we, I guess for the, for context for the listener, I own this on DVD. Oh. My parents were like, we know our son's a little creep. Let's get him a James Bond movie. And they chose this one which is an interesting one. It's Sean Connery's return to the franchise after a brief hiatus of one movie yeah. that was so bad it took, put the whole franchise in the toilet. So they brought back the only thing they know that works, which is Sean himself. Brad, oh what do you think this movie is about? Well, real quick for the listener, should we explain what a DVD is? Or? <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. So this, it's like a cassette tape, but it's, sir, it's like a laser disc, but smaller. Okay, like a Betamax? It's like, a, well, it's not a Betamax, it's like VHS. Fuck you guys for going backwards in time. It's, it's, it's <laughs> like a mini disc or the things that you had in the GameCube, but bigger. Oh, like a round zip disc. It's kind of like Hit Clips, but it has a movie on it. Oh, it's like a Zoom. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think this movie is, it's about the longevity of the diamond industry. And it's going to be a deep documentary foray. Mm. Sean Connery's exit from the franchise as he became very involved in investing in diamonds. He's going to go all the way through Russia. And just like from Russian with love. And uh, yeah, I, I, I bet it's going to end up in South Africa. We're going to end up with diamond trade. Okay. It's gonna dance its way right through some really tasty conversations. And uh, it's not really going to resolve any of that. Okay. Yeah. Love that. Alex, what do you think this movie's about? I'm going to go. For some reason, I'm feeling like we're going to be in Canada for this one. We've not been to Canada yet. I don't know why I'm feeling that vibe, but I feel like that could be kind of fun. Or maybe we're feeling like Wild Wild West. I don't know why. I'm going to say that we're going to encounter a nuclear crisis. Okay. And that's about all I got. This movie is from 1971, so we've been to the moon. That's their metric for all the people. It basically, yeah. <laughs> and then the one that happened the year of the moon landing, no space talk whatsoever. No space pre-moon. So, so I, I have seen this movie and I've seen it probably like five times. So I do know what happens in this film. I will say Alex is more right, but Brad's more right in other ways. Love that. Diamond trade in Canada. Yeah, I feel like I learned everything and nothing. Diamond trade in the wild, wild west. No way! Way. Actually? 
yeah, we're going to Vegas, baby. Stay tuned. We're going to watch this movie and come back and talk about it a little bit more shaken and a little bit more stirred. Goodbye. We just watched Diamonds Are Forever, a movie that I've seen a handful of times. I own it on DVD. I was very excited to watch this one when we were coming through this. It's Sean Connery's Swan Song. But now that I have the context of all the other James Bond movies, yeah, didn't necessarily give me what I needed. But we'll get into that in a sec. Let's give a quick recap of the plot, the basic, the most basic idea of what the plot is, which we all had some trouble with. Sure. Yeah, I'd say that. The... Would you say, I, there was a question Alex asked. This movie is almost exactly two hours long. Yeah. Alex asked a question about, I would say, an hour and a half into the movie of what's happening and why do I care? <laughs> who's, there's no indication of who's doing what and why. No. Nope. In this movie. No. Normally in a James Bond movie, we get what's happening and it's happening to james bond mm -hmm. in this one james bond finally has agency and he's like doing stuff yep but we don't know why yep. they don't talk about the whole diamond motivation as much as they should even though we're like following in it maybe they are so let's let's <laughs> let's set a baseline if someone has never seen this movie before indeed what you what you find out at the end of the movie mm -hmm. is that these diamonds are for a purpose basically james bond is Brought into MI6. Jesus Christ. M is like, hey, James Vaughn, we've been having a lot of diamonds go missing. And normally we can... First he killed Blofeld. That, okay. <laughs> well, let's, all right. Let's start. Let's talk about the cold open. Cold open of this movie. James Bond is going around the world trying to find Blofeld. He's like, where's Blofeld? And someone's like, he's in... Molly, and then he goes to Molly and he chokes a woman with her own bra and goes, Where's Blofeld? And she's like, Ah, he's in Singapore or something. And then he goes to Singapore and kills someone there. And then they're like, You idiot. Blofeld's in Uzbekistan. And then he goes to Uzbekistan and kills somebody there. And then he finally finds Blofeld's secret compound. Blofeld is making essentially clones, he is making people into himself with like this strange clay bath goop. i just not got that just goop just some weird goop james bond finds blofeld there dumps him in the goop and kills him somersaults across some room to dump a man in goop it is comes out of nowhere there's no explanation of why this is happening the last movie didn't even have sean connery in it Nope. So that's alarming. Another alarming thing, the Blofeld of this movie has already been in You Only Live Twice as just a guy. <laughs> he was Blofeld. In the beginning. Yeah. He's just a guy. Blofeld. Die. Blofeld is also in You Only Live Twice, played by a different actor. And also they have a whole movie in between with a whole different Blofeld. So this is this is like if we were watching a Star Wars movie. And it was Star Wars episode six. And they're like, we need to find the emperor. And Greedo walks out and he's like, I'm the emperor. And everyone's like, are you sure? <laughs> I remember you from the last one. <laughs> it's insane to me. So, yes. James Bond kills Blofeld. 
cold open. The rest of the movie, almost entirely unrelated from that. Oh, yeah, for sure. That happens. Diamonds are forever. Title song drops. Then we'll talk about that in a sec. Mm -hmm. Then James Bond shows up to M's office and M's like, you are on vacation probably, huh? And we're to be like, that's so funny. James Bond's vacation is him killing his nemesis. But he's like, yeah, I'm ready for a new assignment. M says, cool. A bunch of diamonds are going missing. Go figure it out. And then he goes to find out where all the diamonds are going. And that's kind of the whole movie. Yep. Until we get to the last 30 minutes, we find out where all the diamonds are going. Turns out, Blofeld is still alive. He's been impersonating a Vegas casino owner to use his vast empire of oil wells and other investments to secret these diamonds away to build a diamond-powered space laser to hold the world hostage. But he's destroying other countries' nukes with the lasers. And yes. so there's another step in the column. Yes. So it's, he's, he's not just threatening them. Yeah. He's, he's offering to destroy all their enemies. Yeah. Forbids. Forbids. And then he kind of does. He does yeah. destroy a lot of nukes. Which is like a lot of shine. Honestly, it's a lot of Asian countries. Yeah, you're gonna single out. Some people are like, Thanos was right. You know, this one is like, let Blofeld pull the nukes. Yeah, fine with that. Yeah, but then he suddenly goes, What if I do DC? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) let me detonate all the nukes and Washington, DC. Because the US wasn't putting any bid. So he's like, Fuck them. Let's do a whole capital. Which he doesn't even describe as being part of his motivation. He just says DC because there's people there. Yep. Yeah, because people wouldn't notice if I did Kansas. Mm-hmm. So I have to do something bigger. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of it. James Fawn is going through. There's a lot of minutia we can get into, but the basic plot is where the diamonds going turns out space laser. Not which seems like the most James Bond ass plot possible for sure. There's a compound, like, like all there's. You're hitting all the things. I think at the start of when of us recording this podcast, Alex, when we were talking about what makes a James Bond movie a James Bond movie, I had seen this movie most recently, and I was like, "There's warm liners, there's gadgets, there's really wild sex circumstances, there is like." 60s futurism there's like things that are now outdated there's like all the little pieces that come together i think are at like a 10 in this movie Mm -hmm. but my feeling after watching it again is that they don't all fit together like i wanted them to yeah i think not everything could be at a 10 to make a good movie which is strange because i love the fast and furious franchise but it, it feels i guess I'm watching this. Is there anything in the plot that I missed? No. I or in its most simplest terms, is it just? No, I feel like those are the broad strokes. Like, I... there's this whole subplot of killing everyone that's involved with the diamond trade. Yes. And it's Mr. Mr. Bed and uh, Mr. Wint. Mr. Wint. Mr. Wint and Mr. Kids. Yeah, but they're not, they're minor characters that are in the entire movie. Yes. They set them up so scary. Two heads. They just kind of got rid of them for a bit, and then they just weren't as scary. There, this this movie and that's okay another bomb thing this movie has a lot of ton of fucking henchmen tons there isn't named henchmen named henchmen yeah. with like little mini arcs mr Wint and mr kid mrs spencer miss spencer why we have bambi and thumper bambi and thumper there's all of the, the three thugs at the funeral home 
Yep. That gets involved in a whole diamond trade for right. a bit that's just separate from everyone else, apparently. There's a blonde, a blonde girl, a Bond girl that's introduced and immediately killed. There's not even like a moment mm-hmm. for them. She's just dead in the next scene. No, like arrives. Hello, I'm plenty of tool. Cool. Great. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah. The bottom of a pool. Yep. That's it. It is. They threw her into a pool and then they tied her down to a bottom of a different person's pool. It feels She's like there was a near. scene with them that got cut in the middle. No. Let's talk about highlights and lowlights. We'll go, let's go highlights first. Mm-hmm. Alex, what do you feel? What are some highlights for you? I would say highlight for sure. And this is going to be a pretty generic one, but Tiffany Case in the beginning was strong and powerful and wore the best outfits of all time yes she was getting fingerprints off glasses she wore three outfits in one single room let's okay let's let's dial into this thing talk about it for a second so tiffany case is our main bond girl throughout the movie her hair hair color changes three times in the scene that we meet her she keeps going into her bedroom coming out in a new wig Yep. And then she comes out with her natural hair. And James is like, mm, I don't really like redheads. And she's like, this one is real, James. So that was pretty tough for her. But like a lot of these moves, like in Goldfinger, how Goldfinger built a whole house around maps and how he could reveal different maps to his, his company stakeholders. She built her entire apartment around a fingerprint scanning machine. As one done it. Because it's this 1971 and everything is huge in order to work. So that was fascinating. We see fingerprint technology in terms of James Fawn hiding his. That's one of the few gadgets. I feel like there weren't too many gadgets. There weren't too many gadgets. But that was strong open. That's a good highlight. I would say, well, let's keep going with highlights and we'll go to the gadget corner. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I feel like we could go straight down the gadget. Yeah. Right? Brad, how about you? What's a highlight? Oh, a highlight. I would say pretty classic. So kind of like you said. There's a lot going on. It's all on 10 the whole time. Yes. But if you're going to lay out what a Bond movie is, even if this didn't all hang together, it does have every major Bond movie element. Like they hit everything. So as a highlight, it is nice to see them kind of like hit every trope. If you're rewatching these and going, that's a Bond movie. That's a Bond movie villain. You like, you know what the scenes are. It's like familiar in that way. Like I, I feel like that's maybe why I own this on DVD is like, if I was going to recommend a Bond movie to anybody, it'd be that. And you, got, you kind of get, I'm saying a lot of different things. Yeah. I'm like, I don't really like digging that it as much, but yeah. this is like the perfect encapsulation of everything. I think mm-hmm. because it is so intense. You're like, it's seventies, sixties campy. There's a moon rover chase in this fucking yeah, movie. Uh, yeah. There are crazy henchmen, Mr. Winton, Mr. Kid, and Baby and Thumper in this movie. Yep. There's gadgets. It's fake fingerprint, whatever. Grappling hook. Grappling hook, great. Mouse trap in the coat pocket. Yeah. Best. That was crazy. That's an insane gadget to prepare for. He's mm-hmm. like, someone's going to pat me down. Reach inside my coat pocket, and I'm gonna need to trap their fingers with a mousetrap at a 30 degree angle. Yes, like right here. That it is so specific. That's some. Those are the best gadgets to me. Are the ones that like you can use in one single situation. And not with gadget corner. That's a good. Yeah, we said it's hot. <laughs> no, you know what? Gadget corner. My highlight is the gadget corner. <laughs> Wait, do we have other highlights though? Oh, we uh, have so many highlights. Oh God, hang on. I I do have a highlight. Yeah, um, yeah. I gotta say, just Mr. Kid in general. 
Yes. It's incredible. He has two mustaches, one here over his upper lip and one here over his upper brow. Yes. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, he had sideburns. I drew a little picture in my notes. Oh. Uh, oh, my oh, God. You just so drew, you drew a walrus. Well, that's because you, you got to understand he is a walrus. He is, he is Jamie Heineman from the Mythbusters dressed as the cowardly lion from Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. That, no? That, exactly. Wizard of Oz. Well, the, yes. Mostly that. Less exact. They were lovers. Got a highlight. They that. were lovers. Representation matters. Mm-hmm. Clear icons because they're enemy. The bad guys got to be gay. Then again, they're gay and evil because that's 1971. But I'll take it. Representation. <laughs> a highlight I had was James Bond making out with himself as a disguise. Oh, my God. Oh, the sixth grade dance. He's, he's doing that thing where you're in the corner of the club. Nice. You know, the general you, oh, listen, I have a crud out of it. And you just kind of, you rub your arms on your back like you're making out with someone. Mm-hmm. It's very obviously just him, which is tough because the guy who he's trying to trick comes at him from the side. You like the camera, the camera is behind him. Yeah. But the guy he's trying to pull comes at him from the side. So he just sees a guy rubbing his shoulders who then goes, oh, no speak American. And he's like, who the fuck are you yeah you can come into my apartment building no wonder he immediately fights him that i'll be like no thanks bad bot that was a highlight Jake. fight scene right after that great fight scene the fight scene the elevator that was like actually pretty good fight mm-hmm. that was great um another highlight for me was the fish bed oh the fish bed. at one point in vegas james bond and tiffany case God, the names. Get a, look, the bridal suite at Walter White's. What's his name? Is it Walter White? No. No, it's um, Walt Whitman. Whitman? Walt Whitman. Whitman. I thought it was White. Is White is his last name. Mr. White. Wilbur White. I thought there's a man at the end of the White. It's White, because it's the White House is his casino. Yeah. Uh, So it's some, okay. The casino owner played by Jimmy. Jimmy Dean, sausage magnate oh, yeah, at Free Singer. Big highlight. Yeah, his whole character is a highlight, but they're in the yeah. bridal suite provided by him, and their bed is a fish tank. It is the least comfortable looking thing on the planet because it is a fish tank. But Tiffany Case is wearing this white mink gown, laying on the fish tank, looking like a queen. Nah. How do they feed the fish? How do they cycle the nutrients? There's no way that they feed those things. Those fish, I guarantee oh, you, are swapped out with every stay because they die instead. For sure. It's the 70s. It's just, it's true. It's the 70s. There's an elephant in the casino. Mm-hmm. A gambling elephant. A gambling elephant. That's a gambling That's an elephant. Gambles <laughs> and he, he wins. Which is great. He wins by hitting three elephants with balls. Yep. That's fantastic. As one does. As one does. Brandy was saying something. I was just talking about elephant balls. We had a number one dad joke. Elementary, my dear Watson. That was great. Yeah. We we already had the number one spy who, the, the middle school self makeout. Let's see. Number one actor in the whole movie, Jimmy Dean. Jimmy Dean. Mm-hmm. Quite as good as the other actors put together. Yes. He's folksy. He was real. He was, he was so sincere. And sexy. And sexy. Yeah. I forgot my big highlight. Um, oh my God. Which is the vehicles in this film, those particularly the moon rover thing that James Bond does manage to steal from what either is a faking of the moon landing, because we're in Vegas, 
Or is them reenacting the moon landing and testing moon samples at the same time? I'm leaning towards they think the moon landing was fake, but I'm going to, I don't know. We'll leave that up to debate. Who knows? Is it British British (laughs) anti-moon landing propaganda? But he does manage to steal a whole moon rover. (laughs) That's a whole cart chase scene in the desert in this with the most beautiful background music while all of the last babies yak to be behind him. That's exactly right. It's yak. He's driving a moon (laughs) rover. They're chasing with cars. The cars immediately fail. And then they come at him with inflatable wheeled trikes. (laughs) Motor tricycles. Intimidate. It's that are all uh, too small for all the men riding them. Oh my god, that because Shakari, I think, is like six two, six three. He's he's wow. Tall fella. He also arrives a hovercraft earlier in the movie. Gotta highlight that. Hovercraft canal boat. Yep. He gets dropped in a parachute in a Zor ball mm-hmm. that he runs across water on. I forgot about that. Yep. There's so many vehicles in this movie. And they're all so impractical. Oh, all everyone. Yeah. Oh, a good butt thing, too. And a good Mustang. Let's great. Let, unless anyone has any more highlights, let's talk about low likes. Let's fucking talk about them. what are some things that we didn't like about these movies? As, as with every movie so far, we got to take a moment to have a blanket low light of mm-hmm. there's some pretty racist stuff. <laughs> For <laughs> sure. The statues in the suite. The statues in the suite are rough. Not great. The casino floor probably wasn't being treated too well. That's true. The one yeah, in the cage uh, turns into a gorilla. Yes. They terrible, own. terrible propaganda. Dude mm-hmm. turn a black woman into a gorilla. Yep. For all yeah. the children to then run early yeah, screaming. But... Awful. So now that our blanket low lights out of the way, what are yeah. our funny ones? <laughs> I have to shout out the fact that Sean Connery looks rough in this one. Okay. <laughs> Sean Connery, we could we we were panicking at the start <laughs> because we were like, it's been since Sean Connery's last film outing as James Bond, it's been four years. And he looks four. It's right. <laughs> it looks like he has aged 15 years. Yes, wait, the grandma out probably in between these films. <laughs> That's true. You told that story in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. He, in 1971, Sean Connery is 41 years old. He appears to be conservatively 63. <laughs> he is, he is graying. He is sickly. He looks like a leather handbag. <laughs> he has like a bit of a beer gut. I, I mean, it true. It feels like he is eating and drinking like James Bond would. Not yeah. and, all of that, what that does to your liver and your heart and body and skin and mind. He has an ashtray on his hairy, hairy chest and it just blends right in because it's also just kind of the same color of his skin somehow. Cause, yeah, but it's a green ashtray. To clarify, it's not his skin that's the ashtray. <laughs> he just does also look like an ashtray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that- but he's always looked old. Older than right. he's supposed to be. Like he was 32 yeah. in Doctor Now and he looked 50. <laughs> M looked rough in this too. Is that actual M or is that? This was a different M, I think. Okay. In this one. I was about to say. Different M. Dying. Same Q, same money penny. Same Q Q with his big pink hands. Mm -hmm. Different Felix because, of course, this Felix. Felix Warner. Felix Warner, this Felix was fine. Mm, Yeah. He kind of turned into a little bit of a narc. That was a CIA. Yeah. I got to call one out, guys. Uh, the editing in this movie, <laughs> was, I was dying. There's so many scenes where James Bond says his quip and bang, they are 3,000 miles away. Yes. They are lying in a fish tank, hooking up. 
in the hotel room. Okay. He says his quip, bang, they are airborne over oil rig, <laughs> the South Pacific. Like, they are nowhere nearby. I'd have to say it's, it's Baja. So. Looks like we're really sleeping with the fishes in a helicopter. <laughs> it's a second. Yes. It's a second. There's no transition. And it's over and over. To- I mean, the biggest, for me, the biggest part of that was the cold open being so insanely unrelated to the vast majority of this film. Yep. We had to rewind it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, six what? cuts in two minutes. Mm-hmm. It was an interaction, a kill, an interaction, a kill. Like, he kills four people in four countries with ADR. And then he goes to a cloning facility and then that doesn't matter until the ending of the movie. I thought that was spent this whole time. And no, it was person goop. Jeez. It was I the goop that you done. used to make a person into a different person. You didn't identify person goop off just immediately? No. Like, it's honestly, I, I realized it was a couple shades off. I thought it was just the camera. Okay. Marked sure? out yeah. person goop a couple shades off from cement. Fifty shades of dude. <laughs> In that model. <laughs> what are some other high or low lights, I should say? I got to say the, the most underwhelming Q invention, which is actually really useful. The single use false fingerprint is so specific along with the mousetrap. Those two together are so much fun. Yes. And just so impressive. Bananas and practical. It is. And it's good. Good on James Bond for being like this woman built a house around a fingerprint scanner. So I need to wear false fingerprints. Yeah. Never before has he worn false fingerprints. Mm-hmm. But for her. But for her. For anything. Yes. Love that. I'm, I'm looking at my notes and I'm trying to find any low light. Oh, wait, a thought came into my mind too. And then it went away. Okay. Okay. Well, all right. Thanks for that. <laughs> I, like, I think just my general low light, it might be the middle chunk of the film. Which is interesting because you, Alex, you were talking about how you liked the seeds of following the package. The diamonds are in this stuffed animal. They're trying to lead Tiffany around this casino to pick up diamonds. The diamonds go somewhere else. They're following diamonds. And it's that maybe it's because the rest of the movie is so bonkers. Yeah. That that scene that might have played that. I felt like that was a scene that would play well in a born movie of like. He's got the package. All right. We're, and there's, it's like tense. And if it's done well, it's really thrilling. But this one was like, we're following the package. It's tense. And we're going into the, this crazy gorilla room. And yeah. she's playing a water balloon game and beating kids. And like, there's an elephant playing slots. Yeah. And there's all this stuff that's distracting me that I'm like, I want more of that. Like, give yeah. me some bonkers shit. Yeah. I want to see James Bond punch a shark like a thunderball. I don't want to see yeah. someone who's not James Bond. It made James Bond feel older and slower by having him step back from the action as much as he did. Yeah, definitely. In and that bit. That whole bit is like one of the reasons that kind of the whole end part upset me about Tiffany Case because she was doing a whole, she ran the whole CIA in that scene. Yeah. Like she yeah. managed, like Felix was bragging about the fact that he had all of his men. 30 CIA agents down in this casino. And she stole these fucking diamonds through the whole place, escaped with them. No one found her, et cetera, et cetera. And then the end of the movie, she doesn't know which way is right and left. She fell off an oil rig because the gun was like, she just, the gun was too big. 
I guess. And her whole body vibrated so much that she just had to go right off the back into the water. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it was so frustrating to like, watch. What? She was so capable in the beginning. And then I, I think even actually that scene in Circus Circus, my vibe was that she didn't know what was happening. Because I thought she mm -hmm. after that asked, hey, how do we get the diamonds? Yeah. Which is really... I mean, she got frail. It's just kind of insulting the whole time. Like she's proven that she's capable. And then they're like, no, 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 you're not aware of this, even though she's being handed the package. What do you think is in the monkey? You yeah. know, mm -hmm. like, I, I just feel like she was much smarter at the beginning. And then they just wrote her dumb. Cause she had those goons. Also forensic skills. Yeah. But also she can't think through like this really basic. It was like, they had a new writer come in halfway through the movie for her. And it definitely changed the vibe in terms of, yeah, they started going spy movie in it. And then we're following this whole diamond package thing. And then suddenly we're in a compound with a whole different bad guy. And sure. Like, it turns out diamonds do not matter. <laughs> I would say diamonds are temporary. They're not. Uh, a, a low light I have. And then I think we should move on. <laughs> uh, why is this section so uh, yeah, because it's a terrible. Oh no! It's oh. is the entire cold open. Hmm. I didn't like the opening. I think they filmed the cold open at after the movie because they were like, "We want Blofeld to be a clone." How is anyone gonna understand that that's what's happening? Let's have Sean Connery and Sean Connery's hair was even a little bit more gray. I feel like in the opening scene than the rest of the movie. Like, it felt like they brought him back to be like, we need to explain this. Let's film you beating the shit out of a guy in a cloning factory. In 1970. In 1978. Yeah. But the... He looked so tired. He was so tired and the action and the fighting was so painful. So slow. He, like, slowly pulls a light down on Blofeld to knock him out. And, like, he just... Everyone's just, like, you could see, like, a, the word bonk appear above their head every time somebody got hit it was like mm, bunk i thought that was rough but you know it's not rough this fucking song Rude. the title sequence for this movie so good diamonds are forever and oh shirley bassey is back incredible 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 and i think the song is yes good indeed on its own yeah we were talking because Kanye West has a remix of this for a song Diamonds of Sierra Leone. Uh -huh. Also a banger. Also a banger, but Diamonds Are Forever, it's just good. Also, Diamonds from Sierra Leone is mostly just this song, and then Kanye starts rapping after the first bridge. That's a justice. It's good. How does this rank for you all in your in your pantheon of Bond songs? Oh, just the song. Just the song. Divorce from the movie, we... So far, Alex and I, I think, have definitely have a favorite of Goldfinger. Naturally. Because, I mean, Shirley Bassey again. Mm -hmm. Goldfinger. Shirley Bassey's my tops. Always. I think this is my favorite. Well, no, Goldfinger's so powerful. Like, okay. sure. Like this better than Goldfinger? No, Goldfinger, my Goldfinger's the best. Yeah. I put this like the top. It's definitely top 10. Yes. It's probably top five. Right now, top two for me. Top two? I would say it's top two. Well, of the movies we've seen so far. Yeah. It's top two. We're not... I'm partial to the Jack White, Alicia Keys one that no one seems to like. Yeah, no, I like that one too. There's a couple like that that are later that are just a weird twist in the formula. But I'm with you guys that like Goldfinger and the original style. <laughs> like, it's still... It just hits. 
Okay. And I also don't remember the later ones too much. So I'm I'm really purely going off of what we've experienced so far. The title sequence did start by zooming into the eye of a cat and that eye of a cat <laughs> turning into a diamond and then also a woman and then a woman covered in diamonds. But that's... What was your problem with that? That's every James Bond opening. It was... There was nothing special, nothing crazy. Yeah. Um, let's talk favorite characters. What mm. character from this movie would you want a spinoff of... I am going to go for the Bond girl. I'd like to see something about her whole Diamond Brigade gang life. And why she had, like, you know, I feel like she could have a good spinoff series. The underbelly of the Diamond crime scene. Mm -hmm. Okay. How she gets her apartment. You know the story. Oh, it's definitely a story. Mm -hmm. Probably handed down from whoever taught her. I don't know. Okay. Wow. All right. Yeah, we got some background. Here we're going. <laughs> Brad, who do you got? I'm going to go Mr. Kid and Mr. Wint. Yeah. That's the spinoff that the kids need to see. Uh, I just want more bad one-liners that don't really make sense. No. With a weird half sentence that then the other finishes. <laughs> like mid-murder. Yes, Mr. Kid. Yeah. That's what they all say. What a glowing reception, Mr. Wint. It's they are right, eerie. It's very spooky. I controversial pick for mine. Okay. And it's we'll allow because Mr. Wynn and Mr. Kid die they in this movie. Yeah. My person also died at this movie. Uh, is Plenty O'Toole. Yeah. Plenty O'Toole played by But also her lady dies. Longwood. She is the most clueless human. She is just she's honestly an unbreakable Plenty O'Toole. Like, mm -hmm. that's the show I want to see. It's not Kimmy Schmidt anymore. Mm -hmm. I just want <laughs> Plenty O'Toole wandering through Vegas, looking for a rich guy and be like, wow, you're so sweet, mister. I, gosh, golly. That's cr she spoke like she was like a Swedish person wrote mm -hmm. her line. And they're like, Americans probably talk like this. Let's write something to that effect. Wow, we golly, gosh, race car. Toyota, that's yeah. Ford. Mm -hmm. I really wish I could go to your ranch and and smoke an American cigarette with you. Like she is just so <laughs> wild and so positive and weird, mm -hmm. and did not get enough screen time. I am mm -hmm. fascinated with her, and also why is her name Plenty? And she thinks that's normal. Insane. It comes from a long tradition, you know. It's. You're named after your father. That's speaking stop. speaking of, what's your best Bond mo moment from the movie? Ooh. What is the what is the perfect one? We talked about elementary, my dear lighter, which is incredible. <laughs> I have mine. I have uh, mine as well. I think I have mine too. All right, Brad. All right, James Bond, trapped in a pipe in the desert. Yeah, waiting. Two workers come over. They unscrew the cap. This pipe in the ground that they had to dig out opens up. Up pops James Bond and goes, I was out walking with my rat and I seem to have gotten lost. And he's debonair. And Where he gets wild and he's tuxedo. And he climbs out and walks away and see. And it just cuts. Done. Perfect. It's facet. He does that three times in the movie. Right. Where he just gets out of some implausible place mm -hmm. and is like, oh, funny seeing you here. <laughs> he gets out of a ball dropped from a plane in the ocean on an oil rig and goes That's like, really? What a silly coincidence. There's other people here. He does the pipe and then he does a coffin that is being 
burned. He's in an a oven, in a coffin, in an airplane. oven. Comes out of the oven and goes like, was waiting for you to come around. Blah, blah, blah. Like, it is crazy. Alex, what is your Bond movie? Uh, Bond moment. So I have to go for the end scene, or one of the end towards the movie when Bond is against Blofeld, but there's two Blofelds. And he's trying to figure out which Blofeld is which. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, naturally, James Bond goes and kicks a cat, the cat that Blofeld always is with. But it jumps towards one of the Blofelds. So that's the one that James Bond decides to throw a knife into the head of. He shoots a grappling hook in his head. Oh, that's what that that's was. What that was. Absurd. So he does that and turns out it's the wrong guy. So, because <laughs> he brings out a different cat. And naturally, the best moment is Blofeld goes, right idea. And James Fun goes, wrong pussy. <laughs> That's mwah. It's just delicious. <laughs> I almost don't know if I could top either of those, but I'm about to <laughs> with my favorite Bond moment of the movie, which is. Also, my favorite Bond moment of From Russia With Love, where James Bond susses out who the villain is because they chose the wrong wine with dinner. Yep. In From Russia With Love, he chooses a Chianti, which obviously doesn't pair, or he chooses a red wine with fish. And he's like, I know you're an assassin mm -hmm. because only an assassin would pick that. In this movie, Mr. Wint and Mr. Kid are after him on a cruise which I kind of, they've never explained how we got to the cruise. The movie nice just kind of ends and it's like, you're on a cruise now. Pretty nope. cool, huh? And Mr. Wynn and Mr. Kid trying to kill him. They bring him room service. There's a bomb in the cake, which is mm -hmm. so, such a parody of itself. Mm -hmm. And he goes, mm, strange, I would have expected you to pick a claret with the dessert. And they're like, oh, sorry, we're out of claret. And he's like, you did bring me a claret, idiots. And and then he got him. And then he kills them. It's oh, it is the perfect James Bond move, moment to be. There's a lot of moments, even in this movie, where he tries to one-up someone with Especially a about very specific knowledge mm -hmm. about alcohol or something in that. Another chef's kiss. Definitely. Two chef's kisses, because mine's better. I'll say another moment that I also would like to shout out Please. is in this very beginning montage. Where he goes into a casino, and it's literally a, a, a second clip. But it the guy goes, in a gambling sense, says, hit me. And then James Font flips him around and punches him right in the face. Mm. Pretty classic. Never saw it come. Nope. Hey, I just want to say this podcast is against Blood Diamond. I want to be brave. <laughs> a lot... Not a lot of podcasts are going to tell you that they're against mm. the blood diamond trade. Mm -hmm. We're against it. I standing alone. Radio Lab, I fucking dare you. Yeah. You yeah. your silence is deafening. Yep, that's fair. Because my brother, my brother and me, my brother, my brother in the diamond mine. I feel like they're mm -hmm. contributing to it. They're right below they're probably in the mine themselves, yelling at them. Let's rate this movie. <laughs> Out of ten, let's start with Alex. What would you rate this movie? What a good question. Thanks. I ask it every time. <laughs> I would rate this movie um, a solid, I don't know, I want to say six out of five, a six and a half. Six out of five. Right? Six out of five. It's incredible. I want to say a six and a half, but I feel like I should give it a seven. Yeah, I think for this one, I'd like to give it a... 
seven. <laughs> a strong choice. You know, I enjoyed it. I, it might go down later, but I feel like I overall enjoyed myself. I kind of started zoning it, zoning out of some bits, but <laughs> I feel like it's not the movie's fault. It's my own. <laughs> I agree. I think this is for all the love that I have for it because I own it on DVD, so I have to love it to justify my owning it. <laughs> there, there's so much to love about this movie, but it doesn't quite. There are bits where I kind of zoned out, like that middle fall of the package scene that I think there's so much excitement around it that I got a little bit lost. And now that I've seen what other movies can do so well and the magic of it, this one kind of felt like, all right, we're going to make a James Bond movie. Like we need Sean Connery again. Let's figure it out. Yep. And there wasn't, there were, there were all the pieces. It looked like a James Bond movie. It had parts of a James Bond movie, but didn't feel like a James Bond movie. Didn't have the heart as a Frankenstein of all of the most James Bond things. And wow. because of that, I am still going to give it a 6.5. That's a, that's a high score with that review. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's still fucking great. Like, I feel like I want to drop down on a 6.5 too, please. You already, when I edit this, you know how hard it is going to be for me to find when you came out? Okay, I can reset it, say it. No. Okay, you, you, this is, you really wanted to be a 6.5? Well, no, I don't even drop it down to a six. Wow. <laughs> all right. You can even leave this all in if you'd like. <laughs> Alex, what are you going to rate this movie? Evan, I'd like to rate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I would too. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll figure it out. You think it's a six? I honestly can't decide. I can't decide if I like it or not. I keep thinking about it. I'm like, it was kind of boring, but I'm like, no, compared to the other ones, I enjoyed it. Think about what happened in this movie. Mm. At one point, two women do backflips <laughs> across a room so many times they almost kill a man. And yeah. he just pushes them in a pool. Yeah. True. It is like, that's what I'm saying. There's so many. The of you know what? I'm tying myself into it. I'm changing my rating. <laughs> oh. Oh, this movie kicks ass. Oh, buddy. Wait, how are you going to edit that? <laughs> I don't care anymore. I'm in for the posterity. I want to give this movie seven. He's going Because well. it rules. Alex, are you going to stick with a six or are you going to change it? This is your last moment. I'll leave it with a seven. A seven? seven? That's what I originally had. No. That's what I said. So at 6.5, you dropped it to a six and now it's a seven? No, I said seven and then it was 6.5 and then it was six. The record will show. Yeah. I, I don't know I what's going to show. I promise. But it'll show something. All right. Alex is going to a seven. Okay, it's a seven. Brat. Four. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. You got to understand about this movie. They paid it by all the numbers, and I, I enjoyed it for familiarity, but yes, it's just, they forgot what they were doing when they kept chasing all the vignettes about the, the, two, the two killers who were, were looking for everybody involved in the diamond trade. Yeah. They, they just, like, forgot what their characters were. They had all these, like, way over-the-top scenes, and, I like, I love it for that, but it's not, it's not good. It's There's not a, it's like, not a movie. If you, if you would cut... Like, if you had cut a solid hour out of this movie and had kept the narrative, yeah, it actually would have been great. It would have been like a silly, fun Bond movie, but it was just <laughs> too much dead space with too little, like, guidance of what was happening. And so it just kind of, like, meandered and bumped into plot points. And then that's it. 
As to, when we were, when we were doing the plot recap at the top of this, and we were like, you find out at the end what was actually happening the whole two hours. This isn't the usual suspects. Like, there, there's not a twist in this that yeah. makes it all make sense. No. This is just, they didn't tell you what the plot was until they're done with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm still going to keep my rating at a seven, but I also agree with your four. I 100% agree with your four. And look, I, I want to put a big asterisk next to it saying, I enjoyed it. I really did. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, it had a... It, it was a diamond, but it had flaws. Mm -hmm. When I write this on Letterbox, I am going to give it a two. But, <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> when I rate these, I feel like... These are in a league of their own. Yeah, as a movie, this is a three. Mm -hmm. As a James Bond movie, this is a seven. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I feel like this is, like, peak. We know what the formula is. Yes. The plot sort of doesn't matter. And, like, they're just kind of phoning it in at this point. And, like... When they do start doing bonds, I, I feel like they have to figure things out again. And so, like the first, the first new bond movie with a new bond is usually pretty good. Yeah. That's all. Speak of the devil. Our next movie is Live and Let Die. Fuck yes. With Roger Moore. I don't know who this man is. Roger Moore has made the most James Bond movies. Shocking to me every time. This is our first one with him. Very excited for that one. Listen. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>